CBS News Special Report. Here's correspondent Bill Rakoff. Good afternoon from Washington. We are about to hear from President Trump regarding the 28-day-old partial government shutdown. CBS News White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy with us. What are we expecting to hear from Mr. Trump? Well, sources tell CBS News the president will offer a compromise to codify the protections of the DACA program and extend expiring temporary protected status for people who've come to this country from places stricken by disasters. Now live from the White House's diplomatic reception room, here's President Trump. Just a short time ago, I had the honor of presiding over the swearing-in of five new great American citizens. It was a beautiful ceremony and a moving reminder of our nation's proud history of welcoming illegal immigrants from all over the world into our national family. I told them that the beauty and majesty of citizenship is that it draws no distinctions of race or class or faith or gender or background. All Americans, whether first generation or 10th generation, are bound together in love and loyalty, friendship and affection. We are all equal. We are one team and one people proudly saluting one great American flag. We believe in a safe and lawful system of immigration, one that upholds our laws, our traditions, and our most cherished values. Unfortunately, our immigration system has been badly broken for a very long time. Over the decades, many presidents and many lawmakers have come and gone, and no real progress has been made on immigration. We are now living with the consequences, and they are tragic, brought about by decades of political stalemate, partisan gridlock, and national neglect. There is a humanitarian and security crisis on our southern border that requires urgent action. Thousands of children are being exploited by ruthless coyotes and vicious cartels and gangs. One in three women is sexually assaulted on the dangerous journey north. In fact, many loving mothers give their young daughters birth control pills for the long journey up to the United States because they know they may be raped or sexually accosted or assaulted. Nearly 50 migrants a day are being referred for urgent medical care. Vast quantities of lethal narcotics are flooding through our border and into our communities, including meth, cocaine, heroin, and fentanyl. Drugs kill 78,000 Americans a year and cost our society in excess of $700 billion. Heroin alone kills 300 Americans a week, 90% of which comes across our southern border. We can stop heroin. Illegal immigration reduces wages and strains public services. The lack of border control provides a gateway, a very wide and open gateway, for criminals and gang members to enter the United States, including the criminal aliens who murdered 
a brave California police officer, only a day after Christmas. I've gotten to know and love angel moms, dads, and family who lost loved ones to people illegally in our country. I want this to end. It's got to end now. These are not talking points. These are the heartbreaking realities that are hurting innocent, precious human beings every single day on both sides of the border. As a candidate for president, I promise I would fix this crisis, and I intend to keep that promise one way or the other. Our immigration system should be the subject of pride, not a source of shame, as it is all over the world. Our immigration system should be the envy of the world, not a symbol of disunity and dysfunction. The good news is these problems can all be solved, but only if we have the political courage to do what is just and what is right. Both sides in Washington must simply come together, listen to each other, put down their armor, build trust, reach across the aisle, and find solutions. It is time to reclaim our future from the extreme voices who fear compromise and demand open borders, which means drugs pouring in, human trafficking, and a lot of crime. That is why I am here today to break the logjam and provide Congress with a path forward to end the government shutdown and solve the crisis on the southern border. If we are successful in this effort, we will then have the best chance in a very long time at real bipartisan immigration reform. And it won't stop here. It will keep going until we do it all. The proposal I will outline today is based on, first and foremost, on input from our border agents and Homeland Security professionals, and professionals they are. They know what they're doing. It is a compassionate response to the ongoing tragedy on our southern border. In recent weeks, we have met with large numbers of Democrat lawmakers to hear their ideas and suggestions. By incorporating the priorities of rank-and-file Democrats in our plan, we hope they will offer their enthusiastic support. And I think many will. This is a common-sense compromise both parties should embrace. The radical left can never control our borders. I will never let it happen. Walls are not immoral. In fact, they are the opposite of immoral because they will save many lives and stop drugs from pouring into our country. Our plan includes the following. $800 million in urgent humanitarian assistance. $805 million for drug detection technology to help secure our ports of entry. An additional 2,750 border agents and law enforcement professionals. 75 new immigration judge teams to reduce the court backlog of, believe it or not, almost 
900,000 cases. However, the whole concept of having lengthy trials for anyone who sets one foot in our country unlawfully must be changed by Congress. It is unsustainable. It is ridiculous. Few places in the world would even consider such an impossible nightmare. Our plan includes critical measures to protect migrant children from exploitation and abuse. This includes a new system to allow Central American minors to apply for asylum in their home countries and reform to promote family reunification for unaccompanied children, thousands of whom wind up on our border doorstep. To physically secure our border, the plan includes $5.7 billion for a strategic deployment of physical barriers or a wall. This is not a 2,000-mile concrete structure from sea to sea. These are steel barriers in high-priority locations. Much of the border is already protected by natural barriers such as mountains and water. We already have many miles of barrier, including 115 miles that we are currently building or under contract. It will be done quickly. Our request will add another 230 miles this year in the areas our border agents most urgently need. It will have an unbelievable impact. If we build a powerful and fully designed see-through steel barrier on our southern border, the crime rate and drug problem in our country would be quickly and greatly reduced. Some say it could be cut in half. Because these criminals, drug smugglers, gangs, and traffickers do not stop at our border. They permeate throughout our country, and they end up in some places where you'd least expect them. They go all over our country. A steel barrier will help us stop illegal immigration while safely directing commerce to our lawful ports of entry. Many of these Security ideas have been proposed by Democrats themselves, and all of them have been supported by Democrats in the past, including a physical barrier wall or fence. Furthermore, in order to build the trust and goodwill necessary to begin real immigration reform, there are two more elements to my plan. Number one is three years of legislative relief for 700,000 DACA recipients brought here unlawfully by their parents at a young age many years ago. This extension will give them access to work permits, social security numbers, and protection from deportation, most importantly. Secondly, our proposal provides a three-year extension of temporary protected status, or TPS. This means that 300,000 immigrants whose protected status is facing expiration will now have three more years of certainty so that Congress can work on a larger immigration deal, which everybody wants, Republicans and Democrats. And our farmers and vineyards won't be affected because lawful and regulated entry into our country will be easy and consistent. 
That is our plan. Border security, DACA, TPS, and many other things. Straightforward, fair, reasonable, and common sense with lots of compromise. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has pledged to bring this bill to a vote this week in the United States Senate. Our proposal is not intended to solve all of our immigration challenges. This plan solves the immediate crisis, and it is a horrible crisis. It is a humanitarian crisis like we rarely see in our country. And it provides humanitarian relief, delivers real border security, and immediately reopens our federal government. If we are successful in this effort, then we can start the border project of remaking our immigration system for the 21st century. Once the government is open and we have made a down payment on border security and immigration reform starts to happen, I plan to convene weekly bipartisan meetings at the White House so we can do a finished product, a great product, a product that we can all be proud of having to do with that elusive immigration problem. Whatever we do, I can promise you this. I will never forget that my first duty and ultimate loyalty is to you, the American people. Any reforms we make to our immigration system will be designed to improve your lives, make your community safer, and make our nation more prosperous and secure for generations to come. Thank you, and God bless America. Thank you. President Trump speaking live from the diplomatic reception room at the White House, announcing what he calls a common-sense compromise to end the partial federal government shutdown, while at the same time providing for his border security initiatives and maybe giving some carrots to the Democrats in the process. CBS News White House correspondent uh, Stephen Portnoy is with us. Now, we got the details of this ahead of time, enough time for Democrats to already react. And while he says Mitch McConnell is going to consider this bill, or bring this bill up in the Senate this week, at least from the Democratic response we've seen, it may be, uh, to borrow a phrase, dead on arrival. Dead on arrival, non-starter, unacceptable. Some of the phrases Democrats have been using this afternoon to describe what the president calls a straightforward, fair, reasonable, and common-sense proposal with lots of compromise. The president is proposing to extend for three years some kind of legislative relief for 700,000 recipients of the DACA program that his administration is now in court trying to undo. Uh, he also is offering a three-year extension of what's called temporary protected status. That applies to immigrants who have come here legally from countries that have been stricken by disasters, man-made or natural, that will expire. The president believes that temporary protected status means just that, temporary, and his administration has seen it lapse for people who are affected from many countries. Uh, in this case, he's offering the three-year extension for the DACA population, a three-year extension of the TPS population, but he still wants $5.7 billion for the border wall. He says he hopes that members of both parties offer their enthusiastic support, and he thinks many will. But the bottom line, Bill, is that Democratic leaders are saying that this is not going to pass either the House or the Senate. The president did say that Mitch McConnell, the Senate Republican leader, would put it on the Senate floor this week. And that'll be a key test to see whether, in fact, the, the Republicans do or don't have the votes.
CBS News political consultant Professor Leonard Steinhorn from American University joining us this afternoon. So, Lenny, if he's pitching something, the president, that is, the Democrats are already refusing, what's his strategy here if he knew that they weren't going to go along? In fact, they weren't involved in the uh, process this week of putting this together. Well, Bill, his goal is to portray himself as part of the solution, somebody who embraces bipartisanship, even someone who embraces our immigrant heritage. The question is whether this is a good faith effort, good faith effort to reach a compromise or whether he's simply positioning himself to flip the narrative and put the Democrats on the defensive that they, not he, are the ones preventing a solution and they're the ones that are beholden to their base. Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, Stephen, we've uh, heard the reporting that, uh, you know, the president was getting irritated by the fact that he seemed to be boxed in by this. And, you know, by Mitch McConnell refusing to advance anything, Democrats felt they, like they had huge leverage. Now, ball is back in the Democrats' court to some extent. And the White House can say, look, we've offered a compromise. We've come off, uh, you know, some of our, uh, you know, uh, objections to DACA funding and, and TPS and that sort of thing. And, and so now the ball's in, in Democrats' court, at least to an extent. To, a, to an extent. And, and again, Democrats will have the opportunity to be put on the record with votes, I suppose, in the Senate over the course of this coming week to see exactly where they stand. And remember, here's what's important to take away from today and all the news that's, that's broken in the last 24 hours with this. Uh, the, the president had his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, and Vice President Pence go up to Capitol Hill late this week to work this out with the Republican Senate leader, Mitch McConnell. No Democrats were brought in on these discussions. The president decided to make this public announcement before going to Democrats to see how they would take it. Separately, Democrats, we're told, have been working in the last several days of some kind of proposal of their own. Uh, they're talking about hundreds of millions more dollars for enhanced security at the ports of entry, something the president actually announced in his package this afternoon. But they continue to oppose a wall that they see as a symbol of division and a waste of money. So the president is offering this extension of some kind of legislative protection for the DACA recipients and the TPS, the Temporary Protected Status recipients. But Democrats are calling it unacceptable individually because it doesn't offer any permanence for the DACA population or the TPS recipients. They say that uh, it is, in the words of the uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, they do not represent a good faith effort to restore certainty to people's lives. The bottom line is that neither the, the uh, Republicans nor the Democrats have yet met in the middle, but what we have seen today are the first signs of movement in about a month since the shutdown began. And Leonard Steinhorn, to that point, uh, you know, even... This, this is not going to please some of President Trump's base. They did not want him giving in on DACA or TPS. They thought he was holding firm in the right place, and they were cheering him on here. So even those in the base are going to shout out to Democrats and say, look, I mean, he's made a move here. So this is what you wanted. The president made the first move. Well, exactly. And I think the base is going to sort of lead him on, cheer him on, saying, OK, you're trying to solve this problem. But here's a larger sort of political issue for the president. He's feeling the heat on the shutdown right now. It's also causing widespread loss of economic confidence. He's reading the polls and he doesn't like the fact that Nancy Pelosi may pull the plug for the big stage in the State of the Union speech. And he doesn't want to be seen as intolerant to the sort of independent voters that he's going to be needing 
beginning in 2020. So he's given something to the Democrats here, but it's clearly not enough. But it's enough for his base to say, hey, the president is reaching across the aisle. You've got to listen. You're the problem now. It's not the president. And what Donald Trump wants and needs to do is to rebuild his image as a deal maker. You see him putting himself forth as someone willing to compromise, somebody who only has our best interests in mind, but this is also a lot about rehabilitating his image. He has been cornered on this issue. He's trying to break out and take the lead right now. And he had to do that, Stephen Portnoy, even though he was said that uh, it was said that in the meetings with Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi that if he were to capitulate, uh, he would look weak here. So what he's banking on is that a partial movement uh, shows him as a strong leader willing to at least start the compromise. Look weak, or as he put it himself, look foolish if he were to back off the wall or open up the government. Democrats have insisted that there be no substantive negotiations until the president agrees to some kind of a short-term stopgap that at least gets agencies refunded, gets the 800,000 federal workers, some of whom are on the job, others who have been sitting at home this whole month not working, uh, getting the government back up on its feet so that at least that immediate crisis could be taken off the table, and then you can hammer this out. But the president, uh, from his standpoint, believes that he'd lose leverage if he were to do something like that. So um, what he's offering today, again, for the first time, is some kind of a, a proposal that is more than just the wall. Uh, but the reason why it won't be acceptable to Democrats, even though Democrats have supported some of these measures in the past, is that um, it's simply not enough for where Democrats are. Zoe Lofgren, who is a member of the House on the Democratic side, uh, was quoted as saying, even though she uh, supported what's called the Bridge Act, which is, again, this temporary extension of the DACA protections in, in law, more than just, for example, the Obama administration granting this uh, protection. Uh, Zoe Lofgren's staffer says, well, that was a different time. Right now, Democrats have control of the House of Representatives. They didn't. When DACA was announced by Barack Obama, mm -hmm. they haven't had control of the House of Representatives uh, since 2010. So this is their opportunity now to set the terms of uh, how the Democratic Party is going to approach this. And they are going to insist, number one, that the government be reopened. And number two, if you're going to talk about the DACA population in any way, these dreamers, you're going to have to do it with a path to citizenship, ultimately, but certainly up front, some kind of legal status. And that's not what the president is offering today. What he's offering is what he called three years of legislative relief. That term is undefined. We hope to get more details. But essentially what it would mean is some kind of short-term protection from deportation, uh, which is not enough for Democrats. Leonard Steinhorn, about uh, 30 seconds. Your final thoughts? Well, look, the president tried to frame his whole proposal in compassionate humanitarian language. The Democrats come back and say, hey, you're still leaving those dreamers in the same limbo just a few years from now that they are, they're in right now. How humanitarian, how compassionate is that really? So let's, let's figure it out, get the government started again, and we can go over those details and work together. That's the Democratic approach. The question is, will they be able to meet in the middle? We'll have more coverage from CBS News Radio on the radio on our apps for iOS and Android. This has been a CBS News special report from Washington. For Stephen Portnoy, Leonard Steinhorn, and all of us, I'm Bill Rakoff, CBS News.